0: Today is August 4th, 2020, and this is Sam Walking in the World, Episode 2. Again, this is still new to me, so I always have no idea how it's going to go, but here goes. Um, Again, the, the idea I had when I started this was... Um, The description I gave this podcast was uh, thoughts of a guy who used to be unhappy, and uh, I still feel like talking more about that, so that's what I'm going to do. Last time I told you about how control and the need for it was something that used to make me unhappy. In that over time I've tried to surrender that control. Because I don't think I really ever had it to begin with. So I guess what I mean is I've tried to realize the fact that I don't have control. I don't mean over every little thing. I mean in general. Um, I I think control is an illusion. Uh, But what I'd like to talk about today is something else that made me unhappy. Um... And it was a pretty big thing too, just like control. And um, that is um, identity. Um, I feel like the whole time growing up, I don't know if it was my generation or every generation at a certain age, um, I felt like I was supposed to find myself. People always said that. I heard that expression a lot. You have to find yourself. I'm trying to find myself. And... I've found over time that that is a completely fruitless effort, futile effort. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to talk about how the question isn't really what I am, but it's how I am. Before I talked about how it's not who I am, but how I am. And uh, I think just as important is how it isn't important, what I am. What matters more is how I am. What do I mean by that? Well, first I guess I should explain how I chose the name for the podcast, which is Sam Walking in the World. And I guess the best way to describe it is that that is a reduction of what I've thought of myself. It's come down to that. Um, I don't know where the expression came from. Um, people say they wear many hats. Uh, I'm going to put on my parent hat now. Or I'm going to put on my teacher hat. Um, and I, I don't really understand it because most professions don't have hats. So, I, I mean, if, if like construction workers have hats, if you were to say to a construction worker, why don't you put on your construction worker hat, I think they'd come back with an actual hat on. Um But I guess, for lack of a better explanation, over the years, I've had many hats. Um, Some of them that we all have have been a son, a brother, um, a stepfather, a teacher, an athlete, and of course a husband. And I think... The reason why too much emphasis on that made me unhappy is because I always felt like I had to adhere to those things. like uh, I always hear people start sentence with, sentences with uh, as a teacher I or as a mother I and and I just don't know if you're ever exclusively one thing no I wasn't so I would run into trouble because as as a teacher I would feel like there that, that would have to mean certain things about myself and if I didn't live up to those things then I could no longer think of myself as a teacher and once that was embedded to my identity I would end up losing part of my identity. Or if I was, for example, I was an athlete, and uh, I had, um, I was a pretty accomplished athlete. I ran marathons, and eventually I wore my hips out, and uh, I had thought of myself as a runner. And when my hips gave out, I had to have double hip replacement surgery. I'm fine now, but I can no longer run distance. And so, in a sense, I'm not a runner anymore. And... I have to admit that a few years ago when I stopped running, I felt like a, p- a part of myself was lost because I wasn't a runner anymore. And that was so attached to to what I was that when it went away, I think I feel like part of me went away because of this whole construction of attaching things like that to my identity. Um So I gradually started trying to eliminate all of those monikers. Uh, I stopped being Sam the teacher exclusively. I'm still a teacher. I stopped being Sam the husband, Sam the son, Sam the brother. And I I tried to whittle it down to as simple a thing as I could think of. And, And I really ended up, just by happenstance, becoming Sam walking in the world. And I, I actually thought to myself, well, what if I like got into an accident or something and I, I lost the use of my legs and I had to sit in a wheelchair? Then what? Then I wouldn't be Sam walking in the world anymore. But then I thought, well, I would just change it to Sam rolling in the world. As long as I'm in the world. So, I guess it got me thinking a lot about identity. And I... I've heard this expression a lot Um, as a teacher. I've heard the expression that you have to separate the behavior from the person. The, The child is not bad. The child's behavior is bad. And just something about it always rubbed me the wrong way. Because when I think about how the world views a person... Or if, as a member of the world, you know, how I view a person. And, and I, I basically, I see them as whatever it is they're doing. Whatever it is they're saying. Someone once told me that as far as the world is concerned, a person is none of what they think, some of what they say. And all of what they do. If I if I come across a person in the world, I first of all I don't really know what they're thinking. To me, from my perspective, they are not really made up of any thoughts. Um, when they speak and what they say, that does affect me, but not that much. But what they do matters a lot. So this whole separate the, the child from the behavior, it just is, I mean, it may, it, it's, it's kind and it's sympathetic. And I think it's done out of an effort to, to provide someone enough of a reservoir of self-esteem that they will use it to choose to do the right thing, to choose to be good. Um, Because if they already feel bad about themselves, uh, the theory is they're more likely to do bad things. Um, But I'm not, it's one of those chicken or the egg things. I'm I'm not really sure if you can bolster a person's self-esteem just artificially and then expect them to do the right thing versus the opposite. Once they do something that's good, you say, that was good what you did. I guess while you were doing it, you were good. And it's, just, there's such, it's such a taboo to say someone is bad because, oh, no, they're just going to stay that way. But the, the other side of it is, well, all you have to do to be a good person is do something good. So you can turn it right around. You're not stuck being bad. You were bad while you were doing something bad. As soon as you begin doing something good, well, now you're good. So I don't think anyone's ever in a, in a position of stasis they're good or bad. So in a sense, a person is what they're doing. Maybe Forrest Gump had it right. Stupid is as stupid does. But brilliant is as brilliant does. And kind is as kind does. So I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, But in a larger sense, um, the other side of that coin is that I feel like I try to remind myself that that nobody is ever stuck the way they are. Like, uh, I have control over the now, right now. So whatever it is I'm doing now, in a sense, that really does define me. Um, so I guess that's my long-winded explanation of how I came up with Sam walking in the world. Um and I guess at the end of the day, you know, I try to just be the kind of guy my dog likes. She likes me right now, so. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was uh, a piece of advice somebody gave me that when I applied it, it ended up also helping make me happy. And uh, I, again, I, I talked before about how I was obsessed with control and... I guess, I, I don't know how exactly to explain it, but I had trouble doing what I was doing. Uh, somebody, somebody once told me, the, the, the Latin phrase is adge quod de agis. And it means do what you're doing. I found it incredibly hard to do what I was doing it seemed like no matter what i was doing i was thinking of the next thing to do and i i i might have mentioned it before but i wasn't really doing things at all i was getting things done i would want to hurry up and get something done so i could do something else and i never ended up really in the moment doing the thing i was doing it seems simple and obvious but it was amazing how little how how, how infrequently i practiced that and how Much less my life was rewarding as a result. Um, And it's small things as well as big things. Like uh, I'll be coming in from the car with a couple of bags of groceries. And I'll also have my phone and I'll be checking a text message somebody sent me. And I'll find myself getting angry because the bags are slipping out of the one hand I'm using to carry them. No, uh, it'll, it'll just set me off in a, in a negative direction. I'll be frustrated all of a sudden. And instead of putting the phone back in my sweatshirt pocket and using both arms to carry the groceries, because that's what I'm doing. And then when I get inside and put them on the counter, then I can take my phone out and check my text messages, and that will be what I'm doing. It just ends up, I think... It, it cut out a lot of unnecessary frustration that I had in my life. Uh, I also had lo- um, what I've come to call look forward to it"ism. I would literally take something that I was planning on enjoying and continue pushing it off into the future so that I would get to enjoy it. I would get to look forward to enjoying it. Almost like that was better than actually enjoying it. And as a result, when I actually did it, a lot of times it ended up feeling like a disappointment. Rather than just stopping what I was doing and doing it. Like, completely. Body, mind, spirit. Like, I put put a desk together earlier today. One of those Walmart things with the lock screws and, you know, pretty simple to put together. But I... I found that when I started doing it, I was thinking about getting it done. And my mind was on, you know, how much time I had before, another thing I was going to do, and thoughts about other things that I might want to get done. And I found myself starting to get distracted and I ended up starting to get frustrated. And I thought, why don't you just do what you're doing? And so I took a breath and I spread the stuff out and I thought this is what I'm literally going to do right now and not only did it take my mind off of whatever other thing I was worried about I actually got I was able to extract actual pleasure out of the act and when I got done I got to look at it and go wow look at this thing I've done but I wasn't thinking about getting it done while I was doing it while I was doing it I was doing it and um, there are all kinds of cliches that people use but when you actually apply them to your own life with examples in your own life i've i've realized that they actually they take on a very very strong meaning like um when i was growing up i look at people that are younger now i'm 48 when i look at people that were younger now i think about myself when i was at their age and I think, like, you know, the people, some of the people that are around me now are in their 20s. Um, you know, my, my wife's kids or my nieces and nephews. And they're all going through the experiences of someone that age. And when I think back to myself at that age, I just... I don't remember being conscious of what I was doing. I did a lot of stuff, and I... I, I must have at least met societal norms well enough because, like, I I was never in really big trouble. I was a, an accomplished athlete. I was, you know, kind of popular. But I just... The way I think of it now is in my happier state now. What I think about it as as now is... is I guess, again, for lack of a better expression, I think of it as being behind my eyes. I know it's kind of weird, but it, it, when I say it, it really feels like the thing I'm trying to say. And it's like, I remember all these things I did, and as I look back on the memories, I just don't remember being behind my eyes. Like, I don't actually remember fully doing the things I was doing in the moment. The way I do now. And I think since I've started to change in this way, becoming more happy, um, my recent memories are a lot different than my distant memories. Like, so I, I know at least that I've been practicing this for a little while because when I think back on recent memories, I rem- I remember being behind my eyes. And I al- I also end up with a lot fewer experiences where I just have to put my head in my hands and go, I can't believe I said that. Or I can't believe I did that. How did I let that come out of my mouth? Was I not behind my eyes? And I wasn't. And I, I just, all of that, I guess shame that went with that made me feel like uh, uh, just disappointed in myself. And I, I think uh in addition to control and identity, I think I had a lot of shame, and and deservedly so. Like I just was not conscious. I mean, people say be in the moment, and again, it's one of those stupid cliches. But when you actually apply it to your life, and you have specific experiences yourself where you are or are not in the moment, um, you realize when you are and when you're not. I do. So I think one of the things that's made me a lot happier now is that I'm behind my eyes at least most of the time. And I, 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 I've created better memories as a result, memories I'm, I'm more uh, open to remembering, kind of reliving in my head, whereas there's so many that I just don't want to let bubble up to the surface of my conscious. Uh, I even see pictures of myself when I was younger. And I'll look at the expression on my face and I'll think, God, I I am not behind those eyes. In a way that when I see myself in pictures, now I I do believe I am. So uh, uh, that piece of advice, Ajay Kodajas, do what you're doing. I recommend it. If you catch yourself not doing what you're doing, and you start to develop frustration, remember, the whole point of doing the thing is to do the thing. And I know there are some things that you just want to get done because you got to get them done. But even those things, if they're worth getting done, then they're worth doing. And it, it just it takes away a lot of the frustration. Another thing is I had a problem with... And, and this, again, here's another one of my stupid expressions. But I was... I was um, I was often upset, fearful of, I guess, what I've come to call the frightening hole. Uh, That's W H O L E for those who have your mind in the gutter. The frightening hole. You can literally only do one thing at a time. Well, and so I, I would like going back to what I was saying last episode about making lists. As soon as I start stacking things that I must do, or plan to do, or have to do, uh, it it paralyzes me. It feels like too much. It always feels like too much to do. Versus if I just start doing the first thing, and in a present, conscientious way, then... Not only does it get tend to get done at a better quality, but um, I'm, I'm more comfortable. I'm happier. And then when the next thing comes, if there's time for it, I'll do that thing. And I'll try to do it in the same way. And so what's weird that happened is that over time, I've started to realize that um, almost nothing is more worth doing than anything else. Like if it's if it's something that's worth doing, it's worth doing. Whether it's giving somebody a ride somewhere who needs it, or putting together a desk or or doing a podcast. And if if I just and my brother my brother's a coach, he always says things like, Let the game come to you. And, and I think it's also true of life. Usually the world presents you with the next thing to do. If you're looking. If you're behind your eyes. Um, it's just, it's a it's a lot less pressure. And I tend to do things better that way. And at the very least, whatever mistakes I make, I know that at the moment I was trying conscientiously to do the thing I was doing. I don't know if any of that makes a hell of a lot of sense. But it was what I felt like talking about today. And so um, I'm going to continue talking a little bit more about how I am versus what I am or who I am. And how concentrating on that has made me a happier person than I used to be. With that, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sam Walking in the World, Episode 2.